This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to America's Diesel Podcast. (laughs) I've got something kind of funny. Again, this is like the Motor Trend Saga. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Listen. I know people are probably starting to get a little tired of this same kind of subject, you know, going around, but it's just, it's funny. <laughs> I just took my first sip of bar juice. God, that's good. Motor Trend put out the top 10 worst EVs, like as far as efficiency. And guess which one's the first picture? Ooh. The F-150. The industry-leading Ford Lightning, best-selling EV known to man, and the truck, truck that, of the year. The truck that out-trucks yeah. other trucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just never ends. <laughs> you got to wonder if there's like... If... If it... Now, now I'll give them credit. It's not, the, it's not number one. It was like number four. Of the worst ones. Ten. The thing is, yeah. I don't. I don't even know if I can count on my. Like, I don't even know if I know of ten EVs. And guess what else was on it? Was there like three Teslas? No, there's. Well, there's like a like a Mercedes. You can pull it up, Motor Trend. Um, but there was a there was a, a Rivian. Uh, there was some Mercedes. Um, there was, um, I, I think an Audi on there. I. I Uh, just go to just just go to Motor Trend. News or what? Um, yeah, I think it was under news. Maybe I don't know. I just poke around on there sometimes and find shit. Truck news. Yeah, I got truck under news. Maybe not. I don't know where I where I found that. It was like one of the side article things. I think on there, but it was on Motor Trend site. Do do ten, the ten most least efficient EVs. 
Are you guys not finding it? It's on my. It's literally on my computer at my desk. <laughs> Every EV's range from worst to best. Rangefinder. Yeah. No. Nah, Anyways. Anyways, I just thought it was funny because it's like <laughs> kicking a horse while they're down. Like, it's like <laughs> you gotta wonder if, like, maybe it. it the person making these calls to like put this information out there, like nobody's keeping track of the series I, of events that have occurred. I feel with like this. either nobody's keeping track, or one guy back there's like, <laughs> <laughs> or watch, they'll never see that. This. Yeah, they'll never see that. Little do they know, Idiots. Mr. Tyler is like watching them like a hawk. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts. Made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house fuel bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The You've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are, they have, you know, anti-gel in there all the time. They have C-tan in there all the time. They end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons. And that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates. It, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it, it'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight eight plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your one ounce per 32 gallons for the F-bomb or four ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. This is Ben and Tyler from America's Diesel Podcast, coming from Spokane, Washington. Uh, make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere listen to podcasts. You can find us by searching America's Diesel Podcast. Also, check out our Instagram. We do go live on there every Wednesday right around 5 p.m. Pacific time. Come and be with the boys, talk a little bit of shit. Uh, you can also do that on our Facebook page and our Facebook group. We do have a Facebook group. It's called America's Diesel Podcast-The Group. There are three questions that are open-ended. You must answer many right answers, many wrong answers. The guaranteed way not to get into the group is if you do not answer anything. I will deny you 100%. I'm the only person that accepts or denies people in there because I'm trying to keep the bots out and I'm trying to keep out people that don't actually listen to the podcast. I want it to be us in there. If you're listening to the podcast, you're welcome. Come on in. Yeah. But if you're like, I want to invite my friend. He likes trucks. Does he listen to the podcast? Nope. Say the fuck out. Yeah, that's simple. simple as that. Tyler reviews. Oh yeah, let's keep those reviews coming in. We are moving up in the ranks. We greatly appreciate it. You send your review from your listening platform. Any, I butchered this one. It feels like it's been a long time since we've done a podcast, but it's I really felt only been like a week. It's literally been a week. Um, yeah. Anywhere you listen to the podcast, leave a five star review. Screenshot that. Send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure you include a picture of your truck and an address, and we'll send you a sticker. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Today, we are going to be helping out a podcast listener, also a podcast group member. I like it. Seth Moa, 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 down in California. He recently just purchased a 06 Dodge Ram crew cab long bed. He is a uh, a fellow flip-flop wearer. Likes the flip-flops. Okay. <laughs> flip-flop diesel man. Also, Asian. Good hey, job. Yeah. There's at least two Asians that I know that drive diesels. <laughs> right Actually, no, three. There's two in the group and one of my friends. 
So you guys are smart. There's three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, one of them, I know for a fact he is smart, but he drives one of the dumbest diesels known to man. I feel like he and I, that's why we're friends. Is that the, the 15, which one? A, what kind it, of truck? It's a 6.5. Oh god! Actually, it might be a six two. I can't. No, it's six five. It's six, he five. either knows something we don't know, or he's not smart. <laughs> you want to know something even better? What? Last time I talked to you, I want to know uh, what type of company he works for? What? Navy company. Really? Yeah. He's driving a six five. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they love him there when he pulls up. That's why he's my friend. <laughs> okay. He's okay. Like, Fair enough. He's like one of those guys. Like I can do a really good job for you guys. But just so you know, like yeah. in your parking lot full of all these hot, like nice, efficient vehicles, I'll be driving a big, dirty diesel truck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm also probably smarter than all of you. Yeah. So fuck off. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Anyway, fair so, enough. Uh, I saw your recent post that you are getting ready to do some uh, tasteful mods <clears throat> and that you are still a college student working 30 hours a week. First off, A plus if you are going to school and still managing to work 30 hours a week. That shit ain't easy. And trying to beef up your truck. Badass, man. Yeah. Get it all done before you get married, my dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good Get it call. all done so you can sell it to buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say <laughs> it, but I mean, you ain't wrong. Um, yeah. I'm trying to... I, I couldn't remember... Okay, he's got a 246 on it. So he's got some miles on it. Definitely got okay. some miles on it. Um, what well, is it? Well, it's 246 or 243? It's got 240-something. We'll call it that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and from what we can tell from the other comments, it is a bone stock truck. Great platform. Great platform. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy that you're happy with it. So let's talk about things you can do and what you should be looking out for on this truck if you're going to start messing around with it. Sure. First things first, let's talk about at 240-ish, 100,000 miles, what's getting ready to fail? Well... There could be a number of things. <laughs> yes. I was, um, uh, and when I say stock, I mean, he still has Y-style steering. Yeah. But the truck I, is in good operation, <clears throat> good operating order. I, I, you know, th these are great trucks. Um, I, I absolutely love them. Do they have certain issues that you definitely want to at least look into, verify that they are good to go? Yes, absolutely. First thing that comes to mind is before any performance modifications – um, or, or anything of that nature, you're going to want to make sure she can drive straight down the road. Yeah. Um, and that entails the steering, checking tie rods, ball joints, steering gearbox. Um, just go over it with a fine tooth comb, U joints, um, you know, making sure that you don't necessarily have to replace it right away. You could certainly wait until something, you know, you know, fails, but just go through it with a fine tooth comb you, you, and make sure that it, it, it drives nice. Um, and you're not going to have, uh, you don't have, you know, a ball joint on its way out or a tie rod on its way out or, or things like that. If everything checks out, you know, you may look into, uh, you know, adding like a steering box brace just to kind of help that's the, especially the steering box last, uh, last a little longer if it, if it feels nice and tight. Uh, but going through the steering is going to be one of the main things. Cause that's mm -hmm. going to, you're going to, it's going to make you shit your pants going down the road. If you experience the old death wobble on that thing, especially if you have, you know, your significant other in there, um, you know, or anybody uh, at that, that, that rate. So, uh, just making sure that the steering, um, is, 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 is tight. Like I said, you don't like Josh here. He's got a, an old five. Um, I think it was an, that was an early old four. I, I think he still has old steering on it. 
Uh, no, he does. He, he did, did he upgrade he, it? Yeah, he's got Mopar steering on okay. it. Mopar T style. But you can still find trucks that, you know, are still tight in the steering department, but just know in the back of your head that that is something that you're going to eventually want to address. Yeah. Um, just because it is a common failure point on those trucks. Uh, moving down the line underneath the truck um, with that kind of mileage. Um, I hate to say it, but uh, if it's a stock truck, you're probably fine. And especially if it's been... Uh, you know, serviced regularly transmission. I mean, the 48 RE isn't known to be a, a transmission that, that, you know, lasts the test of time, <laughs> especially yeah. with miles on it. And if the guy used it for towing and whatnot, not saying that again, not saying that it's going to be completely gone. Um, you know, checking the fluid, changing the fluid, you know, um, you, if you're unfamiliar with the way, you know, automatics work, you can, you know, sometimes, feel of a transmission slipping on you under power. And if, if that's the case, obviously you want to get that addressed before you start adding any more power to the truck. Cause it's just going to uh, make that issue worse. Yeah. Um, now is the time for you to find a good transmission guy yeah. locally to you, or at least somewhat close to you, especially before you actually have to do anything. Yeah. And this is where you can kind of vet them. Yeah. So what a lot of people will do when these transmissions get more miles on them is they'll kind of go in there and they'll tighten the bands or mm-hmm. adjust the bands um, first things first, I am not a transmission wizard by any means. Okay? Neither, and neither am I. Yeah. But if you walk into a shop and, and, and yeah, I know you probably aren't either. Just let's be real. None of us are. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned like, Hey, I was hoping to have someone just kind of give me an overall wellness check on the transmission. If it's like a $200 labor charge or something like that, hook up a pressure gauge to it, check yeah. it all out. Um, and see if they mention anything about adjusting or checking the bands. Yeah. If you talk to them and they're like, oh yeah, we can do that. And they literally don't mention the bands. Either they're thinking you don't need to know that or they don't know. And if they don't know and they're not willing to tell you what they're going to do, not a good shop for you. Yeah. Um, And I will say this also, uh, good transmission guys are not cheap and you fucking treat them like they're your kids yeah. or your dad or your uncle or something like that you never lie to your transmit same thing with doctors yeah like yeah. you don't go to the cheapest one and you never lie to them because yeah. they're gonna find out and it's only gonna cost you more in the end yeah so find a good transmission guy and uh hopefully that can get you in the right direction but if, i mean with 240 on it chances are the bands have already been adjusted it, if i recall correctly you get th- pretty much three adjustments out of them. Yeah, and, and it should the, be an external adjustment on those transmissions, yeah. if I'm and, not mistaken. And the third one is basically like a Band-Aid go for broke. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I was able to adjust it. This I can tell it's been done twice. This is the third time. This is basically like to hold you over until you can get a new transmission. Yeah. This is not like, oh, you're good to go for another 50,000 miles. Like, no, this is like, figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, uh, before we go too much yeah, further, yeah, go, yep. I will say he is already um, being very methodical about this. Um, Seth, props to you. I like the way that you're going about it. Um, it, it looks to me like he basically kind of took a page out of our book and basically just kind of got underneath the truck, started checking things, yeah. looking at things, yeah. greasing things, just getting well acclimated with how the truck has been monitored and taken care of its entire life. So good job. He already went through, he like greased everything he could find. Cool. Um, he found some things that have not been greased. So that gave him an idea of like, okay. If I have a wear point or something starts vibrating, yeah. I know these have probably never been greased. That's yep. probably my first place to look. Good job, Seth. Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. good job. Yeah. For for being a first time diesel owner to have the wherewithal to do that, nice job. You're also going to be a good house owner, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, so as we're working our way back down through the truck, so you got your transmission, what comes after that down the line? Well, um, as far as like rear end stuff, uh, driveline stuff, I mean, the, the, at that, at that mileage, I would assume U-joints have been replaced on the, the, on the, on the driveline at some point. Yeah. At least um, once. At least once. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they have those freaking stupid plastic filled. You gotta melt them out. You gotta melt them out, yeah. <clears throat> which at that mileage, I would assume that's been done already. As far as underneath the truck, there's, you know, really not much more, um, Pass, you know, steering, suspension components, transmission. There's really not much under there else that that you know is going to be a, a a common failure point for you. Of course, you could check, you know, checking fluids and all rear differential fluid, change it if you if it looks nasty. Um, but basically, that's kind of it underneath the truck. Um, you know, short, short of you know regular maintenance things like brakes and that sort of thing, wheel mm-hmm. bearings. Of, of course, wheel bearings too on a ram. You know, lift it up, spin a wheel, uh, make sure you know nothing's dragging. Um, with, it, with it being a crew cab long, but is that a two piece rear drive shaft? Um, it, it should have a carrier bearing. Yeah, um, I would definitely check out the carrier bearing. Um, it should. If I, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure it does too. I feel yeah. like it's the longest configuration. I feel like it's going to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, check the carrier bearing because if that carrier bearing starts walking on you, that's going to cause the pinion to start walking on you, and that's going to cause pinion bearing issues, which yeah. then causes ring and pinion issues, which may end up having the pinion slide all the way back and start contacting the uh, carrier. Yep. So driveline stuff, I would say, is huge on something like this. Um, if you are going to be doing a lot of fluids, uh, it would behoove yourself, especially with a high mileage truck and being a methodical person, go to yourself, a, a you know, dial indicator and check backlash when you're underneath the truck with the you know rear diff cover off. That's a great time to do it. And that way, you know, like if you, yeah. if you pull that diff cover off and you see that, like you're already seeing those teeth starting to wear yeah. on the carrier, it's like, that tells you one of two things. One, either it started and someone fixed it and just put it back in or two, you caught it before you could hear it, Yeah, which is very important. Um, but short of that, I mean, moving up to basically the engine, um, you know, injectors, uh, if injectors have not been replaced on this truck again, kind of doubt it. I'm sure it's probably gone through maybe one set of injectors. Maybe. I mean, it depends. It really, it, 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 it just, it really depends. Um, but there are, you know, things you can do to check. Um, the injection system to, to make sure that it's kind of still within spec. You could do an uh, injector return flow test um, and just kind of see where you're at. If it, uh, you know, it, it, that's a, it's a, it's a good indication not to tell you if you've got injectors that are starting to wear out. Um, it, you know, if it's got a long crank time um, or it struggles in cold starts or something like something like that, that may be something you want to look into. Obviously, adding a lift pump to the truck, um, you know, Ram has not been known for having the best lift pumps. So uh, that would be just something I would just I would just get um, and get one that's going to, you know, work for uh, whatever you're doing. I would suggest doing like a fleece intake pump. That's exactly um, what I was going to say. They're the cleanest installing pumps uh, that, that we have now. Um, and they're fantastic. They can support up to, you know, 800 plus horsepower. So, um, you know, looking at, uh, I, I, I wouldn't even test the lift pump. I would just get one, especially mm-hmm. if it's got a stock, uh, pump still on it, which that one should be in the tank. Um, 
Because that, that will honestly, if you still have a stock one, you still have a stock CP3 and you still have stock injectors, yeah. that's, and they're still at least maybe old and not working at their peak anymore, but still yeah. working well enough, that will extend the life. Yeah. And, and, and just do, so you know, yeah. too, if you do the injector return flow test, which is a, a relatively simple test to do, um, I believe within, I have to look this up. I have it on my computer, but I think it's about a shot glass worth of fuel during like 30 seconds of cranking. Yeah, I think it was... Or a minute of cranking. I thought it was 90 milliliters. Which is about a shot glass. Was it a minute? I think it's a minute, which is... Because I I remember reading that. I was like, wow, that's a long-ass time to crank on a starter. (laughs) Um, But uh, that's a good... um, Yeah, so 90... So 90 milliliters is three three ounces. ounces. Yeah. A shot, I believe, is an ounce and a half. Is it? So that's where you're... So one shot glass would be... 30 seconds of cranking. 30 seconds of cranking. Yeah. That's okay. That's, that's what, what you're thinking of. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. So that'll give you an idea. Typically on a, on a good running uh, or a good operating injection system, the amount of return flow you want to see is like a drip every like two seconds. Like it's very, very little. Mm-hmm. So checking that, if you if you want to get that deep into it, if the truck's got good power, it starts up right away, um, your mileage isn't in the tank, you're probably fine. Um, you don't have to go as far into it as doing like an injector return flow test. Um, you know, I would only probably do that if there's some sort of indication telling me that there's an issue happening, whether it be super low fuel mileage, a long crank time where it feels like it's got, it doesn't have enough power like it should. Um, you know, uh, that, that's basically it. Those are, otherwise I probably wouldn't even mess with doing the test. If, if the truck feels strong, it's probably fine. Um, you know, turbo stuff, it, usually fine on those trucks. It's still a, uh, it's a non-VGT turbo. It's a journal bearing turbo. So those, as long as you've got, you know, uh, a good oil um, and it's been regularly changed, you're probably fine there. Um, the other thing there too is if you are on a super budget and then got to get the truck back up and running, rebuild kits for those turbos are like 80 bucks. super cheap. And as long as the wheel wasn't making massive contact with the housing or like that, yeah. you're good to go. Um, obviously checking for oil leaks. Uh, those things are notorious for oil pan, um, oil pans that leak. Uh, it happens. It's not a huge, you know, concern. It's something that you could, you know, put off down the road a little bit. If it's not bad, uh, just, just cause the, the, the task of doing an oil pan gasket on one of those trucks is kind of a pain in the ass. You got to unbolt, you got to loosen the engine mounts, lift the engine up, take all the oil pan bolts out reach your hand up there to take the pickup tube out. And then once you get the pickup tube off, you can then get the oil pan out of the truck and then reseal it up. Um, It's, it's one of those jobs where it's like the, the setup for the getting the oil pan out is the biggest pain in the ass. Doing it is not bad. Uh, But just checking for oil leaks, whether it be a rear main seal, front seal, um, oil pan, um, you know, checking, checking all that, or even the whole, you know, the timing cover itself. Um, just making sure, you know, you, you fix the leaks before you start adding performance stuff. Yeah. Um, but as far as other components, I mean, um, again, it, it's all going to be based off of, of, you know, how the truck is running. Because um, especially at that mileage, again, we've got injector wiring harness that is constantly coated in oil underneath the valve cover mm-hmm. and going through heat cycles, going through heat brittle. cycles after heat cycles after heat cycles, which can cause those wires to be, uh, you know, get oil soaked and then cause high resistance, which then can affect the way that the injectors work. Again, if it's, if there's something, 
giving you the indication that it's got less power or again, typically with something like that, it's going to be, it's going to be happening during like a startup. Um, uh, so, you know, if it feels fine, let it ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick thing, Seth, you did just uh, comment back on your, on your pod, on your uh, post. And I just typed back to you. I just missed that. that. I was like, <laughs> I asked how many miles were on it. I said, we're talking about your truck right now on the podcast. So I literally just messaged mm-hmm. you back while we're on here. So congratulations, Seth. You're in the, you're in the mix of it right you're now. You're in the mix. But uh, as far as we're going to, I'm going to talk a little bit more about just high mileage ownership in general. And yeah. then we're going to get into like fun parts. Cool. Um, for high mileage stuff, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know me. I have everything I own is basically high mileage. Um, and when you are trying to make sure that everything's going to work when you're high mileage, um, the best thing I could tell you is just having the right frame of mind, knowing that at some point you're probably going to have to dump money in this thing and things every now and then may end up sort of nickel and diming you. Um, so like what Tyler was saying, like if it starts up and runs fine, don't sit there and think to yourself like, Oh, these injectors and CP, this CP3, oh, they're good for at least a hundred or a hundred thousand miles. No, I would in your mind and at least on a spreadsheet or something like that, get a plan going for when those injectors fail or when the CP3 fails. So it doesn't shock you and you know how much you're getting into. And and when I say like make a plan, plan for the harnesses, the gaskets, the oil, the filters, the fittings, the connector tubes, all of the parts. Yeah. Price them out so you know exactly what you're getting into. And you may price them out now and be like, holy shit, that's more than I really, like, I'm not going to, well, guess what? The truck's running good now. Now's the time to kind of get yourself prepared, not necessarily yeah. prepared for failure, but it, again, you, it's a higher mileage truck. So it, it's, sometimes, I, you know, I feel with higher mileage vehicles, you like, you know, it, like oh everything's running fine right now I don't have to worry about nothing and then you you know you just and then all of a sudden something happens okay you replace it and you're like okay everything's good again and then you drive it like another week and then something else happens and mm-hmm. it's like oh my god this thing is now like it can give you the feeling that it's nickel and diamond just like you said um, if you prepare yourself for that and sort of maybe start putting a little bit of money away, maybe for a six pack of injectors, like Ben was saying, and, or, you know, or whatever, it's going to, it's going to feel like less of a hit. And especially too, like do what Ben does. He, his freaking office, half his office is full of freaking parts for his truck. That he has yet to put on yet. Uh, true. Just because he's, he's essentially setting himself up for, for, you know, other things as well. So it's like, okay, if something fails, I already have it. Mm-hmm. I already took that hit. Now I can just put it on there and it doesn't feel like this thing is nickel and diamond me now because I already was prepared for that. I have that part mm-hmm. on hand. Um, overall, I mean, it, it seems like a really nice truck um, for the, for the, for the mileage. So, I mean, like I said, but don't, don't take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still prepare yourself uh, just because it, it it's a higher mileage truck. I mean, it, shit happens. Yeah. Um, um, also diagnosing equipment, uh, get yourself either like an auto ingenuity. If you got a, a laptop or something like that, you can use, um, there are some cheaper OBD2 scanners out there. Um, an edge insight is always a great kind of bang for your buck because you can actually do quite a bit of data acquisition with those yep. and it can still be your monitor while you're driving the truck. Yeah. Um, but in, in my personal opinion, if you are planning on working on this all by yourself and this is your first diesel truck, and you're wanting to be methodical about it, I would get something that's like on that auto ingenuity, on that. I would and level. I wouldn't. I mean, here's the thing. 
if you know how to use Google and like yeah. and 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 find shit, the only thing you need, I mean, well, to a point, is a code. You know, so like your twenty dollar little scan thing that I borrowed from you twice, mm-hmm. like that's for diagnosing like my wife's car. Like that's all I needed. I just yeah. needed to know what the code was, and then I can kind of go from there. And auto ingenuity is great if you know how to. It can be slightly confusing though if you're not used to that kind of data that it's going to give you, and so it, it can it can make it seem like oh man you know like yeah I should be able to figure this out but if I don't know how to you know read what it's putting out I agree then it can be daunting it, it can be daunting so yeah. it, you know if you know how to use Google and and <laughs> and, and search shit a, a simple code is more more than likely all you need. Um, and, and going back to the Edge Insight, that's that's a, a great option. I would think maybe even uh, I would do that before an Auto Ingenuity, just yeah. because it's actually going to give you live data that is kind of given to you in a way that has been um, that that's much easier to read than looking at like an Auto Ingenuity page. It's true. Um, that's right, too. Tyler makes a really good point. Um, I'm also a seven three guy. Yeah. So I. I I have about 8,000 more data points that I gotta worry about (laughs) just to get the truck fucking started in the morning sometimes. Um, But yeah, so that being said, let's talk about fun parts. Yes. Let's talk about fun parts. Okay. So uh, on the... Let me get back to your original thing here. looks like you also commented back. You're going to be on the live today. Frick yeah, dude. Um... Looks like he's actually listening to us right now. Oh. Shit, yeah. <laughs> um, so he is considering, um, he's wanting to run Schaefer's Oil. Hell yeah. And we've got an exhaust system, so it's an 06, got a cat, so you can go cat back. Uh, when I can't afford it, he says, injectors and a SMB carb legal intake. Cool. I'll do a lift pump first. Yeah. I would do <laughs> a, a fleece in-tank pump before all of that. Um, this is a buy once, cry once type deal. Yeah. Um, you may be thinking to yourself, why not air dog? Why not fast? Why not X, Y, Z? Those are not bad by any means. However, things that I like about the fleece pump one, it replaces the entire sending unit. Yeah. That sending unit you have in there will eventually go bad. Yeah. And it's not going to give you a good reading on fuel. <clears throat> it's just, it's eventually going to go bad Two, being in California and I know that your lift pump and air dog or fast does not have to have a carb number. Right. Okay. But, but there's dicks out there. There are dicks out there. <laughs> and just anything you can do to not attract attention to two filters hanging off the frame of your truck. Yeah. Or even, and I'm and I'm not saying everybody <clears throat> down there is like that, but like if it were me, I would be trying to, you know, just not draw as much attention to modifications that i can as possible yeah so like even if you go on to you know get smog or something like that and you do have a cat back system on there with the factory you know cat on there or whatnot but then they see this pump hanging off there with all these other lines they're all zip tied up out of the way yeah. and two big ass filters hanging down they're gonna be like what is that yeah and they may just not know and yeah. are not willing to actually look it up and fail you I mean, smog people can have a bad day and, and not do things right, too. Yeah. The, the biggest thing I hear someone maybe saying is, well, what about the filtration? Yes. Okay. There's drop-in filters that you could put in the factory canister that filter down to three micron, which is far better than the factory filter. Well, a lot of the uh, the, the fleece in-tank, they, you can add you can, a filter. You can add, the, you can add an auxiliary filter on it if you want to. They have an auxiliary filter kit that has a spin-on 
type filter. But yeah. again, if you're if you're kind of sticker shocked by the price, you can go with that fleece pump and spend. I don't remember what the Baldwin filters are, but I think they're like yeah. sub twenty bucks. Um, do a drop in Baldwin three micron filter in the factory canister. That's that's even better than the factory filters. Yeah. Um, and we sell a shit ton of those. Um, yeah, so you, can, you can get uh, you can for the kid, 03, 04 and a half. Yeah. Um, there's the auxiliary filter. Yeah, so you can buy that separately for it. It's if a you fuel filter to... water separator. Yep. Great option. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like Tyler was saying, the as far as uh, the price range is seven sixty nine for it. Um, but again, as far as sticker shot goes, you're getting an all new sending unit. Yep. Okay. So if and when yours goes out. You would have to buy another one of these anyways to get your fuel level out of the out of the freaking tank. Yeah, and, and it's there's a nice, no, no it's quarter a, tank issues. Yep, nothing like that. Um, it's quiet. It's quiet. I don't care who you are, air dog or fast. They make noise. They're on the frame. They're louder than stock. Yeah. This one is not. Yeah. So it, it, the the in, the in the install on them is just is 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 awesome. I I I'm a huge fan. I would do one in my truck, but they don't make one for the 50 gallon tank trucks. Oh. Yeah. That sucks. I know. Hey, <laughs> I don't know why. Can you talk to him? No. We should annoy them. I know. It's like, why? why? Hey, Fleece. Yeah, what the hell? We just gave you a huge, nice spot of free advertising <laughs> yeah, on our no podcast. Shit. Make Tyler <laughs> a hood pump for <laughs> his tank, <laughs> damn it. I don't know why they... I don't know what's... Uh, it has to be something with... I, I don't know. It has to be something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I haven't looked. I Come on, Jeff. I didn't look into it just because it's like... It's at this point... Uh, again, it's a new truck. It's not really a concern <laughs> for me at this point. Um, I actually still have warranty on the yeah. truck, so, um, I, but I would much rather want to do a fleece intake pump than something on the frame. Sorry, fast. Sorry, air dog. Yeah. Um, but I might, that I might be forced to, I don't <laughs> so. All right. So yes, lift pump all the way. Um, and yeah, I'm assuming if, if you do end up having to do more fuel system stuff on your truck, um, as far as a CP3 goes, the fleece CP3K fantastic awesome. option yep. that will cover you up to like a, a 50 horse injector or maybe a 100 horse injector uh but if you're not trying to make a whole bunch of power it just sounds like you're not you're trying to make this into a good reliable uh mato but just gets up and goes yeah i mean and there, here's the thing with that type of build like there's so many things you could do like you could add so many like preventative maintenance things like coolant filtration kits oil bypass kits um all sorts of all sorts of, of, of stuff you can load that engine bay with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you have to do those kind of things? No. Um, is it something that we recommend? Well, I mean, not necessarily, especially on a five nine where you don't have an EGR cooler. Um, you know, you don't you don't have to worry about like those plugging up if you don't change your cooling. Again, maintenance. I know people are going to yell at me for my differential on this when I'm going to say this, but maintenance, 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 checking, <laughs> checking your coolant. Coolant is probably the number one fluid that gets neglected because nobody thinks they need to change it. Oh, I would they say just add to it. Coolant um, and brake fluid. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, get, get yourself some coolant test strips, test the coolant. If it's bad, flush that whole thing out. Um, mm-hmm. Like I would say even before you do a Schaefer's oil change, yeah. and it's going to sound, I know we preach Schaefer super hard, yeah. but if the oil in there is at least in decent shape, I would do a coolant change because chances are if you don't have documentation on it, no one's done it. Yeah. And that way you have peace of mind. Two, I would do a brake fluid change. You would be amazed 
how dirty and shitty that brake fluid is, even if it's only been changed once in its life. Yeah. You you go to bleed the brakes and all of a sudden this like murky black stuff comes out. Like, yeah, you should do a brake fluid swap. Yeah. Um, and I would also recommend, you know, don't cheap out on the brake fluid. Yeah. Because how many times do you want to do this? Brake fluid does break down over time. Yeah. Um, so get something good. Um, either get, I mean, you can just get like, I don't know if I'm sure mopar still sells their factory brake fluid i'm sure that's one of those things where like i would even buck up and just buy once cry once get their brake fluid yeah Yeah. um but as far as uh you know performance things um you know if you're looking at injectors ben and already mentioned it do like a a set of dynamite 60 horsepower injectors. i actually hadn't mentioned those yet but yes yeah i I would say either a dynamite ecos or like they have a 50 or 60 horse yeah um you do i know that you do still have to pass carb you do still have to have a snap test um but ooh. I'm going to put some dots together. You talk, because I think I know what you're about to say, but I'm going to connect some dots. I don't, I didn't know what I, I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to say. Okay. So <laughs> let me, let me pull up some injectors real quick here. Uh, I just actually added a new part to the site. Uh, Fleece just uh, made some uh, connector tube hold down nuts that are stainless oh. steel, 300 series stainless steel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> they look cool. I mean, they have like fleece logo on them and shit. Like it's <laughs> everything fleece makes is just like I, really I nice. It, it is. Um we I also wish we I... also have a um a tuner laying around that was taken off of a old double oh seven that I have sitting around that's uh mm-hmm. that we might be able to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of sneak you into California. You could <laughs> help you out with that. But what I what I'm looking for right here is so dynamite's got their economy series or their 50 horse series and what i'm trying to double check right now uh, come on where is it i know shipping to california on that um uh calibrate power is actually working on carb numbers i added three tuners to the site today that are carb certified for um six seven cummins I think they're kind of working their way back. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is, as far as injectors go, I would, I would honestly probably lean towards the economy series. Yeah. Um, just because if you are going to have to pass smog, and I'm not saying Lenny's injectors aren't clean, but you don't want to have to do this twice or work your way backwards. Um, I would do an economy series of injectors. Uh, I would do custom tuning from Calibrated Power. They do not have a carb number yet, but here's the thing. And I'm speaking from experience for from some other people, some of my friends down in California that have done this. Um, Lenny's injectors run ridiculously clean with stock tuning. Yep. If you run that truck through smog, no one's going to pull the valve cover and look at those injectors. As long as your snap test is good and they can prove you do not have any sort of illegal tuning on the truck, you're going to be good to go. Those injectors are going to run smoother and cleaner than stock. And then if you want to crank up the truck a little bit, make some more power, calibrated power tuning um, or calibrated tuning, they are they are drinking the dynamite sauce right now yeah, and like i said they, they are working on carb approval yeah. like i said i just added three tuners for the six seven it's a separate part number it's a separate tuner they don't they don't take into consideration any modifications they're built for like these part numbers are for stock trucks mm-hmm. although if you tell them you've got dynamite economies <laughs> stock they'll figure it out <laughs> um so look look out for that um i, I would assume they're in process I, mm-hmm. I i don't know i haven't talked to them but um but yeah that that would be a a great option to go with 
Yeah. On that so, truck to wake it up, and it, 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 you'll you'll be thrilled with the amount of power that thing can make. Oh yeah. So fleece and tank pump, CP3K, uh, brand new Bosch connector tubes. Yeah. Um, you do not need a new fuel rail unless you have a catastrophic failure. Um, you probably might want to look into a new fuel rail pressure sensor. Oh, the fuse is working good. Just leave it there. Um, maybe a pressure relief valve. Um, and then dynamite diesel economy series of injectors. Yeah. You do not need a bigger turbo. Do you need any of that? You could drop those into a 100% bone stock truck and it'll run and idle and just do everything better than factory. We also mentioned uh, brake fluid change, coolant change. Yeah. Uh, colder intake, S and B hands down. Um, they are probably, they are the best bang for the buck. And people always kind of like give us. Can this... we ship those in California? Yeah. They got a car yeah, number. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, in California. Yeah. That, that uh, there was a while that there was a while where they were in California and couldn't ship to California. Oh, well, they, 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 they just drive got... by their headquarters yeah. like every day for work. Well, that was because they had a couple of car, part numbers that were not. It was for newer trucks that weren't yeah. carb number or carb certified yeah. yet, which is moved. weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the uh, sometimes people give us like side either like really you recommend like S and B like they're, they're not the most expensive like no they're not and that's yeah. one of the reasons why I love them they they make like one intake per engine per truck. They make it very efficiently. They make it very high quality. But because they don't have six different types of intakes for one truck, they do one thing. They focus. They make the best. And because yeah. of that, they don't have to charge a ton of money. Yeah. Um, and, again, carb certified. Yeah. So definitely look into that. You're on the right path with that. Um, uh, Schaefer's Fluids, of course, we always recommend that whenever we can. Um, for the exhaust, an MBRP catback four- or five-inch system, um, I would probably do personally – I would do an MBRP five inch cat back. Um, I would honestly probably do a muffler on it. Yeah. Um, the only reason I say that is again, it's going to sound better than stock. Okay. Cause that stock muffler is not doing any favors. It's going to sound better than stock. It's going to have a deeper tone because you are going to a five inch. But if you're trying to keep any sort of people off your back, you know, like let's say you'll lean into it around the corner and there's a, you know, a police guy there is just having a bad day. Yeah. You are, you know, he's going to find anything he can. Yep. And even if it's perfectly legal for you not to have a muffler, if you don't have some sort of muffler, he's going to see that as a way to just ding you on a ticket. Yep. So don't give anybody reason to do that. And I will say the MBRP mufflers on there, they're not doing a whole lot. Okay. They're, yeah. they're helping out. They're knocking down the raspiness a little bit, but they're not, they're there for mostly looks. I'll yeah. be honest. Um, if you do end up wanting to quiet it down a little bit, Aero Turbine 5050 XL best muffler on the market um other than that uh we already mentioned tuning on there yeah um i think you you're, you're doing uh, uh, as far as steering goes uh, synergy makes a great kit but if you if you like the idea of kind of keeping things factory you get a mopar uh check, out, check out that uh, kryptonite kit i just kryptonite added i think <laughs> apex steering even has a kit for I'm it sure, too. yeah they got all kinds of cool shit um but you will need to go from a uh from a y style uh, steering stabilizer to a T style. Yeah. Um, as far as ball joints go, uh, ball joints are a buy once, cry once. Just spend get the some, money. Yeah, get some Carly's, get some Dynatrax. Some in there. Uh, Synergy makes a great set of ball joints for the money. Uh, they're like yeah. 550 I think, or something like that. Yeah. But for an extra, you know, couple hundred bucks, you can get a lifetime warrantied Carly. True. Um, yeah. And, it is, it, and he did already mention that for suspension, he is going to start looking at some Carly goodies. Perfect. So, yeah, stick with Carly, stick with what you know. It's going to work well for you on there. Other than that, man, I think um, you're definitely killing it. Uh, 
I hope that you don't find the truck rides like shit because in stock form, <laughs> they do not ride very well. Yeah. Uh, but just remember, Easy fix. yeah, getting some well, Carly's just cool about Carly. Shocks. Well, here's, here's what's cool about Carly with, <clears throat> especially for that generation of truck, is you could do like their basic leveling kit, coils and shocks, and then you could always add to the kit and you could turn that basic leveling kit into a dominator kit if you wanted to yeah um so it's 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 something that where you could buy the coil you know the only thing you'd be buying again would be shocks but um at that point you have a set of shocks that you could sell to your buddy if he's got the same truck if he's got stock shocks you know mm-hmm. um so or it, you it, just it, use them until they wear out and then you upgrade sure absolutely yeah. but yeah that starter system i mean that's basically going to be uh front springs track bar I was saying the leveling kit was the leveling kit. I was still yeah. Do, yeah so <laughs> leveling kit would be. I mean, if you keep it real basic, leveling kit. So springs, front shocks, yeah, and track bar, yeah. Like that's, yeah. So basically, um, I was apparently not listening to Tyler just now when he was talking because. Well, I, the leveling kit doesn't even come with a track bar. No, I would do track bar. <laughs> I, I would, yeah. Again, it, it yes. Um, Part of that front end looking at the thing with those trucks too. Uh, speaking of the track bar, I should have mentioned this earlier, but um, they like to uh, kind of almost oval out the hole where the bolt mm-hmm. is on the frame. Um, if there's any play on that joint that's at the frame, um, you want to address that because um, that's only going to get worse. Um, and a new track bar isn't necessarily going to fix that. Um, I've we've even told guys to get like a uh, you know a like a mild steel washer um, and have that welded on to where the track bar bolt mm-hmm. mounts. So it gives you a nice tight hole to put your bolt in. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You don't want no wobbly. All right. You don't want no loosey goosey. We don't all right? want no walled out loose holes around here. No. no. Nice and tight. You are a Dodge Ram yeah, yeah. owner with nice the cones. Tight. You know, tight. Then, then of course you're going to have to get your cutoff flannel. Yep. Uh, you know, probably Swap out those uh, flip flops for, for some, some cowboy boots. Make sure you tuck your jeans in and tuck your jeans into them, and then maybe a big belt buckle and start drinking Coors Light like religiously. Get yeah. a little beer gut going. Get you a uh, a, a full size wallet that sticks out the back of your pocket. Yeah, like basically like a checkbook. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in the... fact, maybe go back to checks. Yeah. Screw debit cards. Go to checks. Yeah. Get yourself a flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do what you got to do. Live the part, all right? Yeah. Embrace it. You're a Cummins man now. Yeah, yeah. Get a big old Cummins. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> also, just so you know, um, even if you didn't do it, your record already probably has some sort of domestic violence issue on there. Um, <laughs> you are a Cummins driver now, so. Yeah, so you got a, you got a domestic violence yeah. court date probably Something. coming up. <laughs> yeah. So now we're going to commence some jokes. Okay. Now it's time for joke session. Okay. Um, here's why you should do your steering, and here's why we're probably going to get canceled. Um, given you are like an Asian driving a truck, yeah, you probably already have a hard enough time just driving in general, you know, because stereotypically, thanks to Family Guy, <laughs> I know you're not an Asian woman, but Asian don't drive very well. Yeah. Second, you got Y style steering, yeah, that ain't helping you. Third, <laughs> you're in college. I'm not saying everybody in college drives hammered, but it ain't helping you, yeah, if you if it was dollar beer night, yeah. And you had your one and a half beers. You got your Asian glow. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you got wide style steering with loud exhaust. Yeah. And fuel filters hanging off the frame. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Like, yeah. it's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be able to pull out your Asian privilege card for that one. Yeah. 
No. I had a buddy in college, Asian guy, legitimately, got pulled over around the corner from our fraternity house for a taillight being out and got a DUI. <laughs> he was driving from the school parking lot to our parking lot. <laughs> wow. He's literally, he, was, he was on, I think that was South 10th Street in San Jose for a third of a mile. Wow. Like the length of the campus. Well, he got nailed. He fucked up. He fucked up. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Yeah. 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 Don't drive, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Seth, I hope that uh, points you in the right direction. Um, we are about to hop on a live session here because for us, when we're recording this, it is Wednesday. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let me know if you need anything. We'll help you out as best we can. Um, I'm not saying that we'll do illegal things, but if you see that no ship to California, just... or if you want a smarty SO6 that just so happened to be used on one of our builds that is used. Yeah. Cannot be sold as new. We, we got you. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Now I did look your profile. You're in Fresno. Oh, what does that mean? I don't know. I said, oh, just like it was bad. Like, oh. Yeah. oh, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Fresno's like, meh. It's not no, Bakersfield. Meh. Yeah. But meh. Yeah. Still wouldn't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. <laughs> anyways, all right. Uh, we greatly appreciate all you guys tuning in. I hope you liked this episode. Uh, Chase, I hope you liked that uh, technical info because uh, after our last episode, Chase left a comment that he was like, oh, random questions. They're going to answer some tech questions. He's like, 20 minutes of farts later. Yeah. <laughs> are you not surprised? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's why you love us, Chase. Come on. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. And that's why you're here. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.